Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 99. In the wake of England's injury crisis, the Autumn International squad has been announced. And once again, Danny Cipriani is missing. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, we've, we've postponed the episode for a couple of days because obviously it's a big day today. Uh, about an hour ago, the uh, the England's Autumn International squad was announced. So we've got lots to talk about there, among other things. Um, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Dan. Hi, mate. Hi, mate. I've uh, I've actually had a had a really good week. It's been it's been amazing. I had I had a really bit bit of good luck. Uh, my missus has lost her voice, so you know you, you hear about these things happening, but you never dream that it would actually happen to you. So it's been been a lovely few days. Awesome. <laughs> I'm feeling refreshed. Although I must admit, the last hour or so, my mood has dulled somewhat. Yeah, uh, we should probably just get straight into it, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's do it. So, squad's been announced. Um, obviously, in England are in a little bit of crisis at the moment, despite you know people's opinions on on form. But actually, just uh, there's an injury crisis. We all know about it, um, and uh, and it's they've really been hit by what happened to Saracens at the weekend. Uh, Billy's out. Mako's out. Um, Nikosekwe is out, although I'm not convinced he'd have been in the 23 necessarily. Um, who else is out? Uh, I mean, there's... there's uh, you've got Rob Shaw, who's out. Rob um, Shaw, who's gone, yeah. Uh, obviously, there's the ones that have been out for some time and remain out, like JJ and Anthony Watson. Um, I, I think I read somewhere that England currently have 15 players out. Nathan Hughes is out. So that's an interesting one. So he's he's banned. Uh, he had a, I think it was a four-week ban or a three-week ban, which would have meant he'd have yeah, missed one game. Ban. Would have meant he'd have, they, they basically, it was a six-week ban. They reduced it to four. It would have meant he'd lost one game. And when he left the hearing, he tweeted, fucking joke or something. And so they yeah. re- they reversed it back to the full six weeks, which means he misses three games, which means, rightly so, he's not involved in this squad and, and shouldn't be called up. Because um, that's just... Idiotic, you know. <laughs> into- it, it, it is. I, I don't think he ever expected. Like people should be allowed their own opinion, but you've got to use a bit of common sense well, with it. I don't. You, you can have an opinion, but it, but but you can't publicly share that opinion and not expect ramifications. No, exactly. It, it was stupid, but you know, you know, it is what it is. The, the injury side of things. It, it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the Premiership. It's the nature of the English model, and it's something I'll, I probably want to touch on later. Sort of looking at the sort of um, English RFU model, perhaps compared to the uh, sort of Irish central contract model, because there, there definitely is, you know, noticeable differences. True, but as you say, we'll come on to that. Um, the, the the reality is that these injuries exist, and England have to be able to deal with it. Um, you know, they have. The, the largest pool of players to pick from in the world. So, um, well, of the top flight teams, at least. Uh, so, you know, this is something that that, that we're built for. Um, so, yeah, so to kind of turning to the squad, I mean, we put out a tweet uh, yesterday, a kind of, it, it, it was less of a prediction, probably, a li- well, it was a bit of a prediction, a bit of a wish list. Uh, we knew there were certain people in that in that squad that, Probably weren't going to get selected, um, and and we pretty much were spot on with regards to who that was. Um, I mean, we just 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 if you haven't seen it, we had um, we had George, uh, sorry, we had Owen Farrell at ten, uh, we had Manu Tuilagi at twelve, which meant that you didn't have that sort of playmaking centre, you know, ten twelve partnership which Eddie Jones says is the reason why Alex Good isn't involved because he doesn't want another playmaker, obviously therefore creating that space for Alex Good. So we had him at 15 um, and we actually had uh, Kvesic at six, someone you've been calling for for some time. Um, as yeah. it turns out, uh, Kvesic and uh, Cipriani, neither one of them has been included in the squad. Um, Cipriani, obviously the big, the biggest shock Although neither Alex Good is, he's not. Either. Well, yeah, I mean Alex Good, he, he, he's he's not in the squad. 
and he never has been under Eddie Jones. I think or at least yeah. it's like the first game or something. Um, and yeah, it's it's one that we can't we can't deal with all of them. Um, I don't understand it. It's another example of of something we'll come on to about Eddie Jones not sharing. I think enough with the fans. Um, but yeah, so he wasn't included. But Cipriani, obviously the big shocker. You know, he's been playing really well at the moment. Uh, he's been described as a highlights reel. We touched on this last week. And we said, you know, if he's a highlights reel who creates highlights every single week, is that not something you want? At least coming off your bench, you know, that, that as an option. At least in the wider squad as an option, but um, apparently not. Uh, so there's clearly more to that. Um, so again, I think as fans, we want, we want more of an explanation. I, I think to, for Eddie Jones to say... He's not been selected on form. Makes no sense. You know, Eddie Jones was there at the weekend. He watched him play. He watched him put in a. I don't know if he was man of the match, but he was. He was in in, consider, in contention for it. So I don't know what else he wants from him. And it, to me, that's that suggests there's definitely more to it um, than form, which is what we're being told. Well, well, it, it's what what's quite interesting is we've actually. And and I need to apologise to this man because he, he's messaged us a couple of times. We a chat from uh, on. Uh, our Facebook page, uh, Wes Taunt, messaged us. He's a sort of Gloucester and England fan. And he messaged saying um, an, an issue about sort of, he doesn't think Manu Tuolagi will be at 12. And he made a sort of fairly strong argument for it. And Manu could well be considered at 13. Um, but he also said about the Cipriani thing. And initially I thought, no, I don't agree. But the more I think about it, the more I think he's got the point here. He's saying, is there an RFU factor here? So now, sort of hear me out a bit here. So it's the RFU maybe given Eddie some directives, and I don't necessarily mean day-to-day. So what's Eddie Jones known as? Eddie Jones is known as a man who can identify some really young talent early. He did it with the likes of George Gregor and George Smith. Um, even did it with sort of Marcus Smith here. And he continues to do this apprentice thing. Um, he's done it with Ted Hill who's also the back row, who's included as an apprentice this time round. Yeah. So was that part of his remit when they did, you, you know, when they took him on as coach? You, you know, we want you to develop young players. Not necessarily a bad thing. But could there also then, if that's the case, could part of a remit be about the image of England rugby? And I don't think it was necessarily in a bad place because I think Stuart Lancaster did a good job. But could that image... Be, you know, we don't want the controversy with England rugby. We don't want, you know, players who are going out causing trouble, the likes of like after the 2011 World Cup. So could that really be an issue on the Cipriani factor? I'm I mean, starting to think there must be something else because it makes no sense. No, but but I don't know. I, I feel like if there was if there was a decision that was taken, firstly, I don't, Eddie Jones doesn't strike me as the sort of person that would accept that. Um, in his, well, in yeah, his but role. if that's and, the and also, job description, but well, Tua Lagi's included. Yeah, but Tua Lagi isn't cause it hasn't caused any dramas for, for, for like, a little not... for, for a little while. But but it wasn't that long yeah. ago that he was doing the exact same things, getting in trouble with the police. No, I I, I agree. So I, I, do I, agree. I don't know. I, I don't think you can say. I don't think the the RFU has said. You know, you can't select anyone that's had any trouble with the police or the media in the last. 12 months do you know I, I, I'm not I don't know I'm not convinced uh, I, I hear I, what you're I, saying I, but I, I see what you're saying I just when Wes um, sort of mentioned it I actually thought to myself that could be a really good point or it's not necessarily an RFU thing could it be an Eddie thing saying oh, this is how exactly how I want my squad because it is incomprehensible some of the people he's left out of this squad compared to some of the people he's he's put in now don't get me wrong, you know, the part, the reason for, for this podcast is we're saying we believe England will win the World Cup. I still believe that. I truly do. I just think Eddie's making it a lot harder. I don't get his decisions. I don't understand why you've brought in an apprentice, for example, someone like Ted Hill, who's a back row for Worcester. Now, I look this guy up. This guy looks like he could be a superstar, but he's not there yet. Why would you include somebody with a World Cup so soon? as a back row, who's realistically not going to play when you have the likes of Don Arman, Matt well, Kvesic. I don't think there's any intention of, of playing him. So I think, no, I I think when you're selected as an apprentice, you're not, you're not selected because there's any expectation of actually being involved. You're there for the sole purpose of the experience. 
Um, but is it, there value for that at well, this stage? It's a 36 man squad, and last autumn it was a 34 man squad. So you could argue that he's adding in an extra couple of players and one of them's an apprentice. So, you know, you take him out and it's a 35 man yeah. squad. It's still, an, it's still kind of within the, the kind of realms of the, vo- the numbers that he's, that he's would usually select for an autumn international series. So I, I think with those ones, I'm less, I'm less concerned. Um, if, if he was selecting them in key positions with a view to using them as apprentice players, then, then it would be different. Um, but I kind of get what he's doing. It's building for the future. I don't hate it. Um, just quickly, though, going back to what you were saying about, you know, is there, is it sort of a, an, a, a cultural thing that means that Danny Cipriani is not involved? I, I feel like if it was, it would be something that the RFU would want him to tell people. He would want the media to know we don't stand for it because that's that's a strong statement. I don't think it's, it's something a strong message. Would, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'd hide behind. I don't think you would say, oh, we're not selecting him on a form if actually the reason for not selecting him is, look, he might be playing brilliantly, but we just don't stand for that kind of behaviour. Um, that, that is the stance of England rugby and, and that's not going to change and that's how we want things to, to be going forward. We would all then say, okay, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, it's frustrating, but we get it and the players know and if they go out and do that stuff, they've only got themselves to blame. So why would, that's why I don't think that is the, the answer. Um, and and I think I think as well he'd probably find himself under a lot of pressure then as because of other players that you know arguments could be made for their behaviour. But I, yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I, I've not that I'm going to hear anything back, but I have I have um, put a bit of a call out to him just saying, you know, look, tickets to go and watch uh, you know, England play at Twickenham. You know, you take the New Zealand game. I'm pretty sure there are none left. So people are spending this money. They're like up to they're up to like 195 quid a pop. Obviously, if you buy them from some of the touts and things, you're looking at silly money. But you know, even at, at RFU prices, 195 quid to go and watch England play rugby at Twickenham. I feel like the fans are at least owed an explanation that makes sense. I think for Eddie Jones to say he's not been selected on form, it's mugging us off. Because it's saying, yeah. you're all watching him play week in, week out. You all think he's great. I know something different. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to tell you you're wrong. And, and, that, and that's something that annoys me because I want to understand how he justifies. Because let's make yeah. no mistake about it. He has not picked the best players for this squad. Like uh, there are players yeah. in a lot of positions who are better players based on our, who have based, not well, been picked. But this is it. Based on our understanding of the game, our understanding of how players are performing. You know, If he's got some... You know, not not we don't want. You know, obviously he's not going to share tactics and things and, and risk giving away any of England's you know plans for for the autumn matches. But I do think when it's quite clear and Cipriani's a prime case. You know, we we he's it's in the media all the time. I think the fans are owed an explanation. I don't I think it's okay to say I'm the boss and it's my decision and none of you have got any right to know what my thought process is because actually we do. Because it's the fans that provide the money to the RFU that enables the RFU to pay Eddie Jones. Um, so, yeah, it's frust- I'm frustrated that we don't understand why. I'm frustrated that we even have to have these conversations where we're going, you know, for fuck's sake, what, why? Like, it makes no yeah, sense. Yeah. Maybe it does make sense. Well, then explain yourself. Um, yeah. And, that, and said, that said, that said, one thing that, that, has, that, that I have thought you know quite a lot about recently is George Ford is in great form and we've obviously mentioned it he is and so and so this conversation kind of does put a bit of a cloud over him which isn't really fair um you know I'm not I'm not disappointed that George Ford is most is is likely to be England's starting 10 because I think he is playing great rugby at the moment and actually with Cipriani involved I wouldn't even have him as the starting 10 I'd move uh, Farrell to 10 with Ford involved and Cipriani out I've actually got Ford at 10 and Farrell at 12 so um, it, it, it's it's not the end of the world. The, the frustration it purely comes down to Eddie Jones' kind of lack of respect for the fans. You, you know, they they want to understand what's going on, and and you're making it very difficult. And when you stand in front of you know the cameras and you grin at the, the cameras and you call everyone mate, and uh, and then when you get asked these questions, you say, "I've already answered your question." Well, you haven't. You've told us that yeah. you haven't selected him on form. Where the rest of us, unless there's something we don't know about rugby that only you do, are going. Well, he is in form. 
He's in he's in it's, really good form. So so don't be disrespectful. Explain yourself properly. You know, if there's if if there's something that we don't know, then tell us that thing so that we can understand it and so we can get behind the team instead of having this constant sort of assumption that he's got it wrong. It's a bit uh it's a bit Jose Mourinho-esque at times. Yeah. Um, almost as a, almost an arrogance that you, you owe no explanation. And like you were saying with the ticket prices. Now, one thing I want to be careful about, because we, we get quite a few messages saying things like, Eddie Jones has lost it. Eddie Jones, I, I don't, I think it's far too soon to say that. We, we, we are forgetting and we're forgetting quickly. Yeah, it's been a bad year. And let's make no mistakes about that. It's been a terrible year. And some of the decisions were found baffling. But up until then, there were two brilliant years. I think it's too soon to sort of completely throw him to the walls just yet. Let's see what comes from these autumn internationals. Bearing in mind how difficult some of these matches will be. I mean, South Africa beat New Zealand in New Zealand, should have beaten New Zealand at home. South Africa are a very good team. Although they will be slightly understrengthened against us, yeah. And ironically, uh, Eddie Jones has just put out um, a, a. Well, I don't know if he's just put it out, but he was interviewed recently in, a, in which he was quoted as saying, "It's pretty simple to beat the Springboks." So, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe hopefully it's another example of something that he knows that we don't. Because, um, because uh, if that, I mean, I, I suppose in 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 his defence, if you look at the both, in fact, the first two games against the Springboks when, when England got off to the rapid starts and should have controlled those games. You know, in, in that first game, England scored four tries or something, didn't they, in the first 20 minutes and then still managed to lose. So maybe yeah. that's what he's saying is, look, actually, if you get your game plan right, it is simple is the wrong word to use, but, you know, it is, you, you, we're more than capable of beating the spring box. Um, but you've got to be efficient for 80 minutes to ensure that you don't then give up that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think as well. Let's not forget. He, he while whilst he may choose not to answer to us uh, as, yeah. as the fans, he clearly does have people that he is answering to who have the ability to get rid of him if they choose. So if he was kind of going off, uh, going going rogue and and making decisions that we all are sitting here going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Um, there there will be people holding him to account. That you know. So so I, yeah, and this is in support of saying let's not you know throw him to the wolves just yet. Um, you know, England's still a great setup, and actually, look, this is where we should probably talk about the squad instead of just the, f- the few players. Because, you know, yes, Billy's out. Yes, Mako's out. You know, yes, Cipriani's not selected. Um, who else is? Uh, we, you, yes, Rob Shaw's out. Rob Shaw's a good example of one where we've said, you know, we feel like it's, there's time for a change there. Yeah, he, he's a workhorse. He makes a lot of tackles, but he doesn't do a lot of. He doesn't gain gain much much in the way of yardage. Um, so. I think probably the best way to do this, there's no point just reading out the squad. People can look it up for themselves. We're gonna we're gonna pick our twenty-three from the squad that he has selected. So uh yeah, we we can do that. And um, actually, sorry, one one thing just before we go on to that, but I want to say we get quite a few messages saying a lot along the lines of Eddie Jones has lost it. Eddie Jones, you know, it, it's rubbish. Guys. If you're going to mess in that, fair enough, and that's your opinion, and and then, you know, we'll we'll admit ourselves as soon as that would us. At least justify it. Don't don't do don't just say I don't like the squad. Eddie Jones has lost it. Say exactly why you think he's lost it. Say and and come up with a theory. So it's just saying he should have picked these players. Should have picked these. Say who he should have picked them ahead of. Like this will be interesting for us because we want to understand why you think he's completely lost the plot. Yeah. And say and also. Maybe come up with a theory why you think he's picking the teams he is picking, rather than just saying Eddie Jones has lost it because I prefer this squad. Because you know that's what we're saying is we would prefer other squads, but it's actually something we're probably being guilty of. But we are trying to also look at perhaps why is he picking you know some players ahead of others? What you know, like he was saying with Don Armand, he thinks Don Armand plays too far out wide. Do we agree with that? Not necessarily. Don Armand can be a heavy traffic ball carrier, but that's at least what Eddie Jones is justifying it as. You know, it's all very well everyone's sort of saying, you know, this guy should be in the squad. So Cipriani, for example, 
if you think Cipriani 100% should be there, who do you think should miss out? There and you know, justify that because it's all very well saying George Ford shouldn't be there, but George Ford has had a great season and he's done some great stuff for Leicester. So, guys, if you are going to write in, and we we really like it when you do write in, and we like hearing your opinion, but please, you know, let us know why you're saying that he's lost it or what why you think this player definitely should be there and who shouldn't be there instead. Well said. Um, Thank you. So yeah, okay. So so with that in mind, then looking at this squad, well, yeah. So looking at this wider squad of, of thirty six men, we only we need to pick our twenty three that, that we think will go up against South Africa, and we're, we're not we're not. Eddie Jones will be looking at this as a, a you know on a game by game basis. You know, what team does he want for South Africa? What team does he want for New Zealand? Um, and there may be there may be changes with those factors in mind. We're just going to look at it as what's the what do we think is the best twenty three from this squad. Um, so I, I think the I think the front row picks itself, um, given given what's going on, you know, with with Joe Marler having retired and Mako out. Um, Kyle Sinclair was was uh, sorry uh, Hepburn, I think comes in for Mako. Yeah, um, Hartley we know is back. He is a co-captain. Yeah. I don't like that. Come on to that in a minute. Um, yeah. So I think he starts, and we've we've talked a lot about that. Um, his leadership, I think, is going to be key. Um, you know, even if he's only on the field for half an hour. Um, so yeah, Hepburn, Hartley, and Sinclair, I think, are the starting front row. Um, yeah. Despite despite all the talk about how you know England are really thin in the back row, I I don't think it's that. I don't think with that, that, even with all the injuries, I think we're, we've still got quite a lot. You know, this was actually one that was quite difficult to choose from. And we've gone with the Toje and Laws in the second row, both of whom can play in the back row. Um, you've got Curry at seven, who, who we believe has, has kind of cemented uh, the seven shirt, at least for now. Um, yeah. Eight, obviously, is a, you know, is a problem with, with Billy out and Nathan Hughes out. Because we know who, who do you think he goes for? Do you think he goes for Morgan or Zach Mercer? I, I quite like Ben Morgan being back involved. Actually, I think he'll go Morgan because I think he's made it quite clear that I agree. that's the kind of player he likes. Um, yeah, and I think Mercer will be on the bench to to offer something different if necessary. Um, but yeah, he he likes a big ball carrying number eight, and there aren't that many of them. Um, with Billy and Nathan unavailable, Morgan's possibly the only other one. So. I think he goes Morgan at eight, um, and therefore six, I suspect, as much as anything else, because obviously it was a big thing about you know bringing Shields over. Um, I, I suspect he goes Shields, but obviously you've got Underhill. Shields has, Shields has been playing pretty physical in the last yeah, yeah. few games. So I think he'll go Brad Shields at six, Curry seven, Morgan eight, um, to, to complete the starting So we've gone pack. Hepburn, Hartley, Sinclair, Tojo Laws, and Shields, Curry, and Morgan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then, and then the replacements for them would be uh, Moon, who's one of the new the new call ups um, to uh, as a replacement for Hepburn. Jamie George, obviously, is Dylan Hartley's replacement, and Harry Williams um, for Carl Sinclair. So that would be the replacement front but, but row. Ben Moon, I think, is a very safe safe pair of hands. Yeah. Um, and then George Cruz covering the second row um, again. We don't need flankers cover in the in the in the back. Sorry, we don't need flanker cover. Uh, on the bench, um, because you've got Itoji and Laws who can both go uh, into the back row. But I would have Mercer on the bench um, yeah. just to give an option. You know, Mercer's a very different player. Um, he's still physical, but he's he's more of a he's more of a Sam Simmons, I guess. He's um, brilliant. I love Mercer. So I think I think it would be the right call to have him on the bench, and then I'd have Care. Well, no. So then, so then we we move on to the the backs. Um, we've talked about this. I mean. Scrum half options are probably a little bit limited based on on numbers. Um, I mean, well, so you've got Wigglesworth, Care, and Youngs. Now, here's the thing: I think the best two are Care and Care and Youngs. Uh, with Ben and my Robson's injured, and um, but Wigglesworth does control the game very well. Is that? I mean, when we beat South Africa in that final test, we played a lot more controlled game. Is Wigglesworth potentially? Is he potentially in that match day twenty three? I think he might be. I'm I'm going to say no because I just think Eddie Jones is not 
you know, he likes to talk about changing things up and giving people opportunities and trying different things out. But actually, he time and time again, he goes back to the tried and tested formula. Um, and so, therefore, I think he'll go Young's care. Um, so you're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm happy to sit with that. Okay, so yeah, we've got Young's I, at nine. So I think Young's at nine. I think he'll stick with the, you know, despite us saying we wanted Farrell at 10 uh, and then changing things up a bit in the backs, I think he'll go with Ford at 10. Um, Farrell at 12. I think Tuolagi. So you got Tuolagi, and I suspect, even though I have, you know, you're, you're a fan. I've, I've kind of said I don't think he should be involved anymore. But Henry Slade, who's great for clubs, seems to struggle for country. Um, so the, the, the issue I have is one of the major points we say is we're not picking the best players, and we ha- we're having to go at Eddie for that. At the moment, Slade is one of the best players. I think he should be involved. Um, I, I would start to a laggy at 13 and have Slade on the bench. See, I've got exactly the same thing, but I don't know if he'll do it that way round. I wonder whether he'll bring Tuolagi on as an impact player. Yeah, and, possibly. And start Slade on the bench, potentially potentially even with a view to moving Farrell to 10 and then having the option to bring Tuolagi on at 12 or 13 with Slade being the one that can move I'm not sure which way around it. He'll he'll go with that, but something in that. So so you got, um, and then on the wings, I'm going with, I'm going with May and Noel on the wings with Daly at the back. Uh, I know he's yeah, taking I, Brown. I think that's how it's going. Yeah, he's taking Brown out there. Well, not out there. It's their, their home games. You know, he's Brown's in the squad, um, and we usually get this one wrong because he seems to love Mike Brown. Um, but I do think it's, I don't know, I. I feel like it's easy for us to say Brown's had his had his day, but if that was the case, then why have him in the why have him in the squad? So it's a difficult one. But but based on what happened in South Africa, uh, Eddie seemed to think that uh, Elliot Daly was his his fifteen for the World Cup. It it looked that way. I I still don't dislike that. I don't think Eddie Elliot Daly's made the position his own, but I think he's. I think if you're going to go for him, go for him and stick with him because I think he's such an amazing, brilliant player. But actually, I think he can grow into that position more and more. And I think Elliot Daly can be an unbelievable 15. So I hope Elliot Daly is 15. And I, I think he will be. And then you so see, yeah, so May and Noel on the wings, but obviously Chris Ashton's back. So I've got him on the bench. Chris Ashton's back. Singer's playing really well. Cock and a Seager, Nathan Earl, they're both involved, so potentials. You've got Lazowski, who's obviously involved. Who has Lazowski's a, played really well, yeah. Who's, who's a potential. So it's a, it's, it's a difficult one uh, to, to decide which way he's going to go. But that's... But if you're saying, if you're saying um, Young's and then Ford Barrel, and are we going to say Tuolagi at 13? Tuolagi at 13. So Young's, Ford Farrell, Tuolagi, May and Noel on the wings and Daly at fullback. So then we've got three... Three subs for the back. So you've got Danny Kerr. Danny Kerr, obviously. Henry Slade. Henry Slade. And we're saying... I feel like he goes Ashton because he wants to give him a chance. He seems to to really want Ashton. And and Ashton, do you know what? Ashton, the way he played in the top 14 last year, the way he's been playing, I get. It's just... It's the first game again too soon. Um, well, yeah. I, I believe Ashton will be back this weekend, won't he? I think it might be. Yeah. I mean, maybe that. Um, just, maybe that's what we need to see. You know, if he go, does he go out yeah, and, and absolutely boss going. it? Um, so and yeah, a bit, got, a bit of a question mark. We've got him in there because we, yeah, we, we're wondering. But but we've mentioned, you know, Cockney and Nathan are both potential um, replacements there. Not that I necessarily I feel like a winger is. Something that we need. I feel like there are options, you know, with with Daly, Noel, and May on the pitch. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think you go wing. I think I think we'll go Ashton, but but it, potentially replaceable by, by either Cockenasiga or Nathan Earl, um, and that will be our twenty three. And, and you think Ben Tio's not not in for a shout? Well, Tio's only ju- he's not even back yet from an injury. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no. 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 Fair enough. You know, and as you mentioned to me earlier, you know, Tuolangi, despite having had a lot less game time for England in the last few years, um, he's been playing a lot more in the Premiership recently and he's, getting he's better and better and better. Bomb, he? Yeah. So, yeah. and we know that uh, we know that Eddie wants 
Manny Tuolangi as part of his team. You know, he's he's quoted as, he has been quoted as saying that you know Manny Tuolangi is a, is a sort of player that can break a New Zealand defence and and turn a game. So I think he sees him as quite an important quite an important part of his squad, um, which is why I think maybe he will start him. Uh, but again, that that could that could be the other way around. So so I think Tuolangi and Slade are potentially interchangeable, um, and then. Ashton potentially interchangeable with one of the other two wingers. And other than that, I think we've, I think we've got a squad there that we, we'd be fairly confident as things stand right now that that's the sort of direction Eddie would be going in. I I think so. Um, um, there, there are there are some there are some you know big people missing there. Like you're missing up front, you're missing Mako, um, who's who's a massive loss. You're missing Launchbury, who's a big loss. You're missing Billy, who's a huge loss. Um, you you know you're missing quite a few. You're missing Robson at nine. I'd love to have seen him involved. Um, Tip nine, <laughs> we talked about. You're missing JJ yeah, Anthony yeah. Watson. Yeah, JJ Watson. I was talking more injury lines rather than selection here, but yeah, sort of JJ Watson. See, you're missing a lot of players for injury. There's other players who haven't been selected. Sam Simmons. Sam Simmons, obviously, for injury. I think Sam Simmons. I think that's such a shame because he was starting to look really, really good. I would love I mean, to he, have seen him at six. Yeah, I would B- have actually. Billy at eight, Simmons at six, Curry at seven. Yeah, that's a back row I want to see. Do you, have you still got Curry ahead of Underhill? I think Underhill looks so good at the moment. Well, I mean, he's an option. He's in the squad. Yeah. I, I Yeah. It's a difficult one. I thought I think uh, that Curry has has done really well in an England shirt at seven in you know a, a, in a position that we've struggled with for some time, you know, and and now we're able to talk about him being this out and out seven. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind if he goes if he doesn't go that, that way. I don't mind if it's if it's Underhill over Curry, um, but I suspect he'll go Curry. But we'll see. Yeah. I- yeah, and the same as you. I, I don't mind either way. I hope he doesn't do um, both because I don't think there's room on the bench. And I don't think it's needed. With the Toje and Laws in the second row, if he goes that way, um, you've got cover. You know, Toje's been playing six for Saracens a lot. We don't want to, we don't want it. Uh, certainly, we don't want to see him starting there. But we, uh, know, yeah, he can, I, but we know he can cover it if, if things need to change. So, I, I think a few people are calling for him starting this. I, I want to see him start, st- keep him in the row. He's a great player. Yeah, I mean the only thing, um, the only thing is that we've got Charlie Yule's, uh, uh, is it Nick Stook? Uh, Elliot Stook. Elliot Stook. Oh, sorry, that's right. Um, who are both who are both second rows? We've got Cruz, Itoje, and Laws who are all second rows, and you've got Rhodes who plays flanker but has also played second row. So he's taken a lot of sec- he's put put a lot of second rows into the squad, which maybe suggests that he is thinking Itoje six. I don't get I don't get Elliot Stook there. Is it Stook or Stoke? I think it must be Stook. Stoke. Right? I don't I don't understand why he so yours I kind of get, but again, I would say Dave Atwood is a better player and playing better rugby. I don't really understand why you would not pick the better player. Mm. But it's what an do interesting I know? one. What do you know? What do you know? Okay, <laughs> no, let, talk, talk to me talk to me about co captains. No, naughty. Very, <laughs> very naughty, on? Eddie. Come on. There's just Come no... Come on, There's no need for it. We're a year from a World Cup. You want you, you want to know who your captain is. We, I mean, we before have criticised the Hartley thing. I think what we found out is when Hartley wasn't there, actually, we miss his leadership. So, commit and, to and, a captain. Yeah, and, and uh, Owen Farrell is a very good vice-captain. Yeah, you know, have have, have, we're, have, we're, a, have a number of vice captains if you want, but you need that guy who is the the captain. You know, co captains is something you do when you go on summer tour to Argentina because the Lions are uh, you know in New Zealand. It's not something yeah. you do for England Test matches. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's a bit of a joke to me. I, I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, and also, I think you know what does that say to Dylan Hartley? You've been my captain for two and a half years, but um, but actually now you're just a co-captain. Uh, I'm not sure Dylan Hartley will care that much. Um, Maybe not. I, I, just, like, I don't know. It's it, yeah. I don't want co-captains. No. Um, 
it was the, the only time I think a co-captain worked. I think it was it was from Scotland when um, I can't remember, but but they had two two scrum halves, and both of them were basically of equal players, and they were sort of standout co-captain. That kind of worked because only one of them was going to play. So if one played, he was captain. If the other played, he was captain. Yeah. But not two people in did. And even then, I, I, I wasn't really sure. I mean, I, my care factor was less because it wasn't with England. But well, also no, co- I, I, co-captains I, I, I like fans. like you're calling them co-captains, but only one of them can make a decision if they think different things. So what happens on the pitch? Well, that that's it. On the pitch, surely you've only got one captain. Well, then then you don't have co-captains. You have a captain. So the whole thing is a joke. The whole thing is a joke, and I'm blaming you. Yeah, <laughs> it's my fault. Um, no, I agree. I don't like Eddie it. Eddie Jones. Yeah, what are you doing, co-captains? Please. Um, yeah, sorry, that's just throwing me. Where 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 are we? What, what what's what's next? And so, so the next thing, I'm, I'm going to change, I'm just going to change uh, sort of tack Oh, completely. actually, can I just say, before you do change tack, just while we're still on this squad and obviously uh, injuries, but also the Joe Marler uh, retirement, just so that everyone knows, I have put the, uh, I have put a little word out to Joe. Um, I have asked him if he fancies coming out of retirement until the 25th of November. Um, you know, maybe have a little bit of a swan song. I know that a big part of him wanting to, to stop playing rugby for England was to do with all the travelling involved. So, actually, you know, spent time with his family. Yeah, you know, but but he's actually said it's because he doesn't like being away from them. Um, So even still playing for Harlequins, he's focusing on home games. I think maybe there's even something. There's something in anyway. The point is, uh, I I emailed. As I email, I tweeted him. um, I asked him if he fancied coming out of retirement. He didn't say yes or no, but he did like the tweet. So Uh who knows? Who knows? Um, so Joe of Marla, please come back. Even if it's just for, even if it's just for the autumn international swan song. Swan song. We, we, we didn't get a chance to clap you off the pitch. Have a little swan song. We're, we're in dire straits at the moment. Come back. We in. want to show our appreciation. Exactly. Your, exactly. This is not pressure. This is not pressure. We respect your decision to retire, but we want yeah, to give you yeah, a send off. Having said all that, we do matter. We do completely, fully respect your decision to choose how you live your own life. But you know, just just choose to do it from the twenty fifth of November onwards. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind, Joe, that'd be awesome. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we'll see. I, I suspect nothing there is going to change. The squad has been announced now, but um, you know, how great would that be? Anyway, no, sorry, no, yeah, you, you were changing yeah, tact when I so yeah, I was changing tact just uh, just on the sort of. Right, so it depends what viewpoint you're coming from to whether it's light-hearted. But did you see um, sort of Freddie Burns at the weekend for Bath had a bit of a shocker? Oh, yes. What What was your take on that? Well, there is a slightly wider point here. But... What do you mean, what was my take on it? Like, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh... there was, but equally. So with me, I was like, look, idiot mistake. But it happened. I don't think he needs to be lionised that much. Yeah, he, he was silly not to do that. He had one of those days. I think we move on. I don't think it's a mistake he'll make again. And he he was in the wrong. Let's not get it. But I don't think he needs to be villainised for it. We, we've all had one of Is those days. Is he being villainised? Where... Everything, I've, everything I've heard has suggested he's been given loads of support and everyone's saying, don't worry, I, I it he... happens. You know, just get back on the horse. To... I know... Um, I know uh, Jerry Guscott put the knife in a bit, but then Jerry Guscott will put the knife in anyone, in fairness. So, I mean, okay, but, let, put it put it a different way. If that was um, George Ford and it was a World Cup quarterfinal and it was, as a result England got knocked out of the World Cup, would you be saying, oh, don't worry, it happens? I'd never speak to him again. Right, just, I, I don't know. speak to him a huge amount at the moment, in fairness. But, uh, no, I... Yeah, no, I, I get the point. But actually, and I think you're, that was you're my wife. You're a professional player. You're paid a lot of money to do your job. And you have fans that pay a lot of money to support you. Um, and and that resulted in a loss. So, yes, these things happen. Um, and yes, it probably won't happen again. But it shouldn't have happened in the first place. What, why, so, why is your mind even on celebrating and kissing your shirt and pointing at your wife in the crowd and all that sort of stuff before you've scored the try. Uh, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not too I, I worried about it myself. I think the surprise there will be realising that he's suddenly got a wife out of nowhere. I think that'll be the biggest or whatever. surprise to him. Um, 
but you, you know what I mean? Like, what, I, 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 personally, I don't think it's even a thing that needs to be discussed. It was, it was kind of, yeah. It, if I was a, if I was a fan, I'd have, I, I'd, I'd probably be fuming. But um, uh, yes, these things happen, but they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. But do you think then, if Ashton starts, he gets a breakthrough against South Africa? Do you think he's less likely to do the Ash Splash now? Uh, I don't. Uh, does he still do that a lot? Uh, I don't really know. I think so. I mean, looking at his try scoring record, I think you have to say that he knows what he's doing. I mean, Danny Care likes a bit of that as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I think that do whatever you want, as long as it doesn't result in you dropping the ball. Well, well that, that, that's exactly it. Like, if he it? wants you to know? do the Ash Splash, I'm okay with it as long as he touches the ball down. If he does it and doesn't touch the ball down, then he's gonna get, uh, and rightly so. Abused for it. Yeah. Because the thing about Freddie Burns, he wasn't wasn't trying to be a dick. He wasn't trying to, you know, do a somersault and put the ball down acrobatically. He was was overcome with emotion. Uh, Um, Come on. He just missed the kick straight in front of the post. And then he suddenly he had a chance to redeem himself. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. He's a he's a he's a fly <laughs> half. You know, at, at you know, at the top of his game. How are you not aware he's that you're being player. that you're he's being chased down? Um, so yeah, no, a, not <laughs> not buying it. Uh, you can't call him a great player and then say, you know, he was overcome by emotion. Like what? Well, it was in, it was in Europe. No, overcome by emotion. I, I let's not. I may have over dramatized that. We're talking about this. We've talked about this for, for way. Too, we've given it far too much airtime. Like he was an idiot. <laughs> he was Bo- an bottom idiot. line. He was he was an idiot, and he's cost his team the game. And you know, you deal, deal with it. Um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people will rightly be very disappointed with you, um, and move on. Right, well, well, let, let, let's move on. I see, I see, I've angered <laughs> there, you. There it is. I, I think I may be bringing up some uh, repressed memories there. So hey, I've never done that. You can tell never, me about that another time. Never dropped a ball. <laughs> okay. Never played rugby, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's rugby? Uh, um, okay, so I mean, while we're on Europe, I mean, there there, there were some equally uh, impressive things on a, on a positive note in terms of results. Uh, Newcastle, sitting bottom of the table uh, in the Premiership, um, went out to Toulon. That's I know, a hell of a win. I know Toulon haven't been uh, playing their, their best rugby, but nevertheless, Newcastle haven't been playing their best either, and they went out there and won. And, and I don't know if you saw any of it or if you watched any highlights, but um, Toulon had a kick in the last five minutes to win the game. And this they went, is yeah, I and they went, so I know, I know this. And they went for the corner yeah. because they wanted Something the bonus we point. We spoke about last week. We spoke about this last week. Take the points. Uh, yeah, I mean that's as bad as dropping the ball over the line. Like what? On what planet is that the right call? Yeah, I um, I, I completely agree. Take the points. I mean, if yeah, I'd be fining people for that. I mean, that's why you can't have co-captains. I don't know if they do, but you need one person to blame for that. <laughs> it's um, I, I yeah, I can't and, believe and it. And it's not, it, it's not like it's not even one of those. Oh, we'd all be saying it was amazing if they'd actually gone through and scored the try. Even if I if I was a Toulon fan in that situation, you know, watching the game and they did that and they scored the try, of course I'd be happy with the win and the bonus point. I'd still be fuming that they didn't take the points. Yeah, because, I, because it, it there just there isn't another scenario that's that that more clearly says you have to take the points here. It's it's not even a building a building a score issue. It's you've got five minutes left in the game, and a kick will win the game. I I can't believe they did that. And and then again, so in, unless the, up, unless but... the kicker was injured or something, and he's like, look, I have I can't do it. My my late my knees buggered, or you know, my my ankle's gone. Unless there was something like that, which I'm which I'm sure we'd know about if there was. Um, no, it's uh, just just. A huge, huge error, and uh, and it cost them the game. And and I think rightly so. You're going to make a stupid decision like that, then you deserve to to lose the game. And, and you know that's not to take anything away from Newcastle, who were obviously in a position to win the game if they if they hadn't conceded uh, the three points, and they didn't. So 
well done mm-hmm. to them. Um, the other one, of course, a second from bottom, I think, in the Premiership was Worcester. Who um, who did they do? They they went out and. Who did Worcester I, I, I can't remember. Was it? Was I, it? I can't remember. Was it Leon or was it Montpellier or? I may, I'm not sure. It was in the um, it was in the sort of uh, Champions Cup or whatever. Well, not the Champions Cup, the sort of second tier Europe one, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, um, it, it, well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try and find that out in the next few minutes. So, so, so the Europe thing that has interest me, that piqued my interest, was watching uh, Leinster's absolute destruction of Wasps. And you, you suddenly see these Irish players come back who've been well-rested and just were immense, looked immense. And again, and it's probably too late, so we don't necessarily want to dwell on this too much, but it really shows the difference. The English players who are playing week in, week out, even looking at our injury count, the Irish don't have that because of the central contract. Is it time England look at that central contract model so you can rest our players more, so you can have them available, you can have them fresh going into Six Nations, going into World Cup. Players absolutely fresh, top of their game, peak fitness, rather than having a season of being absolutely battered and maybe playing at sort of 85%. Yeah. Well, well yeah, what are your thoughts? Because I know you, previously when we've spoken, you have said that you think it, it doesn't always I, allow well, for full competition. I, I 100% don't think that it does. I mean, how can you, as a non-centrally contracted player genuinely believe that you have a chance when the person that you're up against isn't playing because they're being rested because they're uh the, you know they're a, an international player like how do you prove yourself against someone that you're not competing actually physically competing against you know so John, johnny think- you're, you're you're a fly half you're trying to break in you want to be the next the ne- you want to be the next uh, johnny sexton um, but Johnny Sexton's not going anywhere because he's centrally contracted, so he gets rested for everything except the big games. You're out there busting a gut week in, week out because you're not centrally contracted, and so, so and so, so the opportunities don't exist for you. So here's where I think you can make work. So Johnny Sexton, I think, is a different player because he's an absolute superstar. Uh, he, you know, he's a complete rock star of the Irish team. So how I think you can make it work is getting that balance between having your rock stars centrally contracted, having your likes of Owen Farrell, Maro Toje, Billy, having them not necessarily saying, you know, centrally contract a squad of people, centrally contract, you know, maybe 10 players, 10 key players who are realistically going to be picked if they're fit, they're playing. But but then, so, but then okay, so, so Maro came on the scene in the last sort of few years. Yeah. <coughs> so when he appears the first time, but you've already got someone else in his position centrally contracted. How does he... Well, well not, not necessarily. You don't necessarily... It's only if they're rock stars you have them centrally contracted. But, so you, but, you're not saying every position has to have a centrally contracted player. Uh, I what just, no, I, it's... This, if a player is... It's not rugby. That's, that doesn't sound like rugby to me. Rugby's about competition. It's constant. Um, you know, it's and a good... I still think you can have that competition. A good international side is is... Built on competition, you know, England at its best, you know, under Eddie Jones, there was competition in every single position. There weren't really, there weren't really any na- names where you would say no one has a chance to take that spot. Yeah, yes, there were one or two, um, but only until someone came along that you started going. Well, hang on a second. But I, I, I mean, I think my argument is there's still yeah, certain like it's it's the oh, rest, like, it's the rest of things. If Billy's fit, he plays. So you can centrally contract him because but that doesn't mean that there's a number of other number eights don't get a chance to come into the squad. No, they come into the squad, but they never get a chance to be to be the superstar. They never get a chance to become the starting but do eight. They get, but do they get the chance to be the starting eight if Billy's fit? Well, well right on form right now, no. But but, but that's not but, okay, well let's say okay, let's say Ben Morgan, who plays now. Uh, well, yeah. we don't know if he will, but you know, let's say Ben Morgan starts at eight, and you know he's he's just huge. You know, he he bosses every game. He gets man of the match in all four of the autumn internationals, and at the end of it, we're all just going, "Oh my god, how have we not had this guy in the team for the last two years?" Do we, what happens then? Do we then say, "But as good as you've been, Billy's back"? 
Yeah, but we would do that anyway. But would if we? Billy comes back. If, yeah, I think if Billy comes back and starts playing. So since contracted players, doesn't mean they don't play for the club. They still have to play for the club. And, you know, so Johnny Sexton still has to turn out for, for his club sometimes. Oh. And if he's turning out, he's having shockers. Yeah, no, then I... He's not necessarily going to play. It's just okay. So yes, if that happens. Does he then get his, his central contract dropped? Does he get Does he get fired? Yes, I, I think I think it's a, I think it's a one year thing. I don't know. It's it, it's all sounding a bit too much like American football. It's it's changing the rules. Uh, I just I'm not a fan. I get I get the benefits in terms of resting your key players, um, but I think I think the solution is that I think the, the solution is that the RFU World Rugby maybe need to have a. Need need to have a rule in place about the number of games that a that a that a professional rugby player can play in a season or something something more. Oh, yeah, along, that, that I agree with along as well. Those that, lines. That's for player welfare um, and um, and essentially force clubs to rest players for player welfare. Full stop. Not just for international, which would result in you know I, I think what you probably would have is a rule that said you can play a maximum of X number of. Um, X number of matches, and I guess how do you do it? Internationals, maybe there's a maybe there are extra games allowed for internationals fixtures, or because what you don't want is clubs using up their players' allocation before an international comes around, and then England being told you can't use him because he's already played his quota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course you, you'd have to do that, like the club versus international. Yeah, you'd have to do that. But, but but I think if that, like if, if ultimately the, the 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 kind of the end game with central contracts is to give players time off to so they don't get injured, which is I think what you're. Well, just just so, just so they can be at the peak of their fitness. So because these international players, I think these top international players, and I'm not saying overly centrally contract. I am saying pick your absolute superstars and just centrally contract them, so you have a backbone of your international squad. So for, for argument's sake, would I centrally contract a George Ford? No, I wouldn't, because I don't think that he is the out-and-out out option at 10. Would I centrally contract Owen Farrell? 100%, because I believe he's on the pitch regardless. Yeah, would I centrally contract? I you get into... That, that's what I think saying. you get into muddy water. Of um, course you do, of course you do. You with, get into with, muddy water either way. With but, who... With who to centrally contract, who not centrally contract, who falls yeah. out of form and therefore needs to lose their contract, you know who's coming so in that's looking great that perhaps should be. I I, I don't I don't like it. Um, I I I know what I I do know what you mean, and it, and it's not as easy as I'm making out because you can't necessarily say centrally. I think it's I think as well. I think we're we're too big. Well, the player pool is too Possibly. big. That, 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 uh, this that's is well, I think one of the reasons it works in Ireland is because there are only really four teams uh, to make yeah. up to make up the the international side, um, and so it's easier to say these are the ones that we're going to centrally contract. Yeah, I mean that, that that is true. There is probably, and in actual fact, weirdly enough, a downfall of English rugby could be the amount of competition in in positions. Um, and yeah, maybe not like, sticking with the same guys week in, week out. Well, not week in, week out, but you know, uh, you know, and just saying, you know, these are the ones we're putting off. I mean, but I guess maybe this takes us back to the whole Eddie Jones and the stuff we don't know. You know, is he thinking, you know, I have a core that I am sticking with regardless? And, yeah, but and George, I, I, I George still Ford think he needs to be the best at 12 is one of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm the not trouble. Even, okay, I'm so not... so the problem with centrally contracting players is that you know you take a Johnny Sexton and you go, well, he's amazing. He hasn't played for ages because he's so good. We want to rest him, but he gets selected, and because he hasn't played for ages, you're just you're, you're kind of crossing your fingers and hoping that he's still going to be as no, good as he was last time. He, he still plays. It's not as if he never plays. No, he but, still plays, but, but a lot he less. Plays a lot less. Yeah. So he still gets. So he still plays to prove that he's still in form. You, you've, still not, you've not convinced me on this occasion. Um, I'm sure you'll. Try, I'm sure you'll try again, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying it right now, uh, guys. Listening, I'm, I'm sure you will also be torn. So please get in touch and let us know what you think about centrally contracting yeah. players and whether you think it's something we should do. Um, and if not, uh, like me, uh, what are your reasons? Do your reasons differ from mine? Let us know what you think. Yeah, and mate, it's, it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's like. Um, 
it's like with uh, Eddie Jones' current squad. You're just not quite there yet. You, you just you, you're just not quite got the right answer yet. But don't worry, mate. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help to help guide you. Okay. And that's why I think Eddie's going to start using. Try me, so. harder. Yes, I will try harder. I will. I will um, come up with a big argument. I'm still okay. on a high. Worcester, by the way, it was it was Stade Francais that they beat. Oh, good win! Well done. So yeah, great win for them out there. Um, what what else? I've kind of got so caught up in the squad announcement stuff, uh, which, by the way, I, I, it doesn't look. You know, when we when we picked our twenty three just now, um, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, nah, and a lot of them missed. A lot of them missed uh, players from positions are actually injuries. Well, like even if even if everyone was fit, the, the you know the big names missed out. The likes of Don Armands, the likes of Danny Cipriani, would they necessarily be starting? Possibly not. No. Anyway, this is this is very true. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And, and this takes us back to what we were saying last week, and what we said in in response to the to, to some negative feedback that we got. Um, yes, England are have lost, you know, five out of their last six games, uh, and and that's not a position that we ever want to be in. But they they did win the previous eighteen. Um, they you know they they won their last game. We're Whether currently on a winning streak. Call, call it a dead rubber. Call it whatever you want. But the reality is, they won their last game. So they are on a, win, a winning streak, um, and we we simply cannot judge their form without seeing them play again. Um, yeah, so, so I, I, I think I think I what's agree. important to point out because we have had some more negative feedback. Uh, we were accused of not taking on board the comments of people who don't give us positive feedback, um, and I think just to reiterate what we said last week, it's not that we don't uh, it's not that we don't agree that England were in terrible form. Because they were, uh, yes, we do have rose-tinted glasses on. Yes, we're kind of a lot of wishful thinking goes into uh, these these podcast episodes that we put out, um, and we do believe that England have the ability to become good enough to win the World Cup. Um, we do believe. I believe they will win. The World Cup. Well, we do, and, and we we believe that they will, and we will do so until they don't. Um, or it's they, a bit boring or, or, or they to do. Say that. But. Um, but but yeah, I, you you have to you have to say, look, they were in they were on a losing streak. They won a game. Let's see where they go from here. Uh, because yeah. because you know we can't judge on what's not happened. <laughs> we can only judge on what does happen. So I think exactly. yeah, it wasn't that we weren't agreeing with some of the comments that were relating to England previously. It was that we're saying, well, look, let's forget about what's happened before. Because if we're you know if if we're willing to look at past performances as a reflection of the future, then why don't we go a little bit further back and look at the eighteen games that they did win? Um, and we're saying let's just see what happens in the autumn after a bit of a rest and, and a hope, hopefully a change a change in approach. And and you know with any luck, we will see the England of old um, and not that old obviously, but the the eighteen game win streak England. Um, and that's obviously what we're hoping for. So. Yeah, I think it's it, withhold judgment is the uh, is the message here. Um, not not that we disagree with anyone that doesn't agree with us, because we know that a lot of people don't agree with us. Um, yeah, but, uh, but a lot of the time people disagree, with, and, and rightly so, because a lot of the time we get stuff wrong. But yeah, like with central, you know, central I, contracts. <laughs> well, exactly. We don't have central contracts in place. We're, <laughs> we're wrong, but you know because they should be in place. But it's hey, look. England rugby, England rugby, it's starting again soon. You know, what What are we, two weeks? Two weeks on Saturday, isn't it? And then that's our first game. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be... We still have great players. It's going to be a big match against a team, probably the form team in the world at the moment. Yeah, we've got... So, yeah, um, spring, spring box and then the following week, New Zealand. Both of those games will be coming to you semi-live in, in, in a way that only we do. As far as I'm aware, um, Dan, Dan promises not to uh, be in the pub and and to then say, "Oh, sorry, mate, I'm in the pub. Is it all right if I just record outside?" Because we obviously want you guys to be able to hear us. Um, but we, I, I'm away for the following. Dan semi promises. Dan yeah. promises. Otherwise, we'll find someone <laughs> okay. else. Um, 
Japan, I'm away. I'm in Houston, um, and also I'm away for the Australia game. Um, but that's just before I come back. So what we might do is we might the Japan game. We probably won't do a live episode. We'll do something in the week. The Australia game uh, will probably bring you something in the days following the game, uh, rather than a live episode. But um, stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. But certainly the first two, the big, the two biggest games: South Africa, followed by New Zealand. Semi-live games, a.k.a. the style of the England Rugby Pod. And on that note, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Um, please keep listening. Spread the word. Uh, do rate us and review us. Obvious, obviously, we want five stars. Um, but, uh, you know, to obviously, you know, be honest. Um, and give us feedback. And more importantly, actually, than any of that is get in touch. Let us know what you think. Let us know your your views and opinions and if you've got any questions you can get hold of us uh, on social media at england rugby pod you can email us uh, england rugby pod at gmail.com and we will do our very best to uh, respond to any questions that you have in our next episode um, but uh, for now let's uh, keep 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 tuning in and we'll catch you next week guys thanks guys